What's up, everyone? This is your girl, Essence, and you're riding the wave of Wisdom in Red. Be sure to head over to Amazon.com and check out my book, Wisdom in Red. It's gathering all of Jesus's words for you in one place for reference. And also head on over to GrowTheHeckUp.com. We are World Star Hip Hop for Smart People. Go and see what's on the menu. We have many topics that we've been discussing and posting on. So um, go and get some edification. And so I wanted to go ahead and use as much time as possible to basically list or not list give you the opportunity to list for yourselves um, biblical finds that are found archaeologically um, but we see reflected in the scriptures right so basically biblical archaeological finds that we will also see in scripture so you might want to get a pen and paper out rewind this or whatever have you I don't know is there a rewind <laughs> there's not a rewind option is there uh, but you can listen to it over and over again so I'm gonna instantly start and this week I'm just gonna focus on the Old Testament next week I might actually come with the New Testament I'm gonna try to at least do a broadcast once a week okay because I know I haven't really done any this week um, so so I'm getting this actually off of science meets religion.org I really like this site I like to kind of go there occasionally so uh, starting starter starter up um, or starting up excuse me destruction of Hazor uh, Joshua 11 13 through 25 describes the destruction of the city of Hazor um, an Israeli archaeologist uh, found uh, the site uh, previously identified as Hazor it's the remains of a city dating uh, back up basically around they say to the 13th century um, which had been destroyed by fire um, the 13th century BCE the the Renepta uh, excuse me the the Renepta steel um, was found and uh, now it's um, known as the Israel the Israel steel um, and it's it reads Israel is laid waste his seed is no more. It's the earliest mention of Israel outside of the Bible and is considered one of the most important archaeological finds in biblical studies, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, the structures of Megiddo, Hazar, and Gezer. So uh, this is in 1 Kings 9.15 that King Solomon levied a tax to build defensive structures at Hazar, Megiddo, and Gezer. Those structures matching those descriptions, uh, descriptions have been found in archaeological digs in those three cities. Uh, Pharaoh Sh uh, Shishak um, inscriptions have been found in Karnak, Egypt, uh, describing the Pharaoh Shishak or Shishong. It depends on which translation you use. Conquest of Israel is, um, found, the account is found in 1 Kings 14, 25, where Pharaoh Shishak carried away the, the treasures of the house of the Lord, quote unquote. And, um, so then we have the Kuntilat Arjrud inscription. And that's K-U-N-T-I-L-L-E-T-A-J-R-U-D inscription. I could have said it wrong, so there you go. Um, the inscriptions were found on the walls written in early Hebrew and Phoenician script, uh, invoking the Hebrew god Yahweh, along with the pagan deities El and Baal. Um, then we have the Mesha inscription, or also known as the Moabite stone. Uh, it was found in Jordan. And uh, the names of the Israelite king Omri, Omri uh, king of Egypt. Uh, it says Omri, king of Israel, humbled Moab many days, but I have triumphed over him and his house and Israel has perished forever. And that was the, the con uh, that was the, um, the conflict is described in second Kings three, uh, the monolith of Shalmaneser, the third, 
Uh, so it's his inscription. Uh, it's a monolith inscription of the Neo-Assyrian King Shalmaneser III, uh, mentioning uh, the Israelite King Ahab. 10,000, quote unquote, 10,000 soldiers of Ahab, the Israelite, came against me. Uh, also now, next we have the Black Obelisk of Shalmaneser III. A black obelisk uh, describing the exploits of Shalmaneser III, dated, uh, oh, well, 841 BCE, they're doing BCE, mentions uh, the Israelite King Jehu, uh, the uh, Tel Dan Steel, the Tel Dan Steel uh, was found in northern Israel. It mentions, quote unquote, the house of David. And uh, I killed Joram, son of Ahab, killed uh, king of Israel, and I killed uh, as do I have time still? Oh, okay. Uh, Ahaziah, son of Joram, king of the house of David, quote unquote. That's the earliest known mention of David who reigned in Jerusalem. Um, Bethlehem uh, uh, was found um, uh, excavating a site near the ancient wall of Okay, so we left off at Bethlehem and just starting back at that. <clears throat> so during an in an excavation site near an ancient wall of jerusalem they found a small seal it's about one and a half centimeters in size with the words bethlehem or Beit Lechem, namely Bethlehem, thus confirming the exist the exist the existence of the city in that time um so and then we have sennacherib's attacks but I will actually go in further detail, but I can go ahead and say this in second Kings 18. I'll mention this one again, actually, um, with a little bit more detail, but in second Kings 18, the, the Assyrian King Sennacherib's attacks on the fortified cities of Judah. Um, these attacks are mentioned in archeological finds at Lachish in Israel, um, and the ancient site of Nineveh in, in Iraq. So Sennacherib's siege of Jerusalem is also mentioned. Uh, and quote unquote, this is what it's saying. Himself, Hezekiah, I shut up as a prisoner within Jerusalem, his royal residence, like a bird in a cage, unquote. Uh, curiously, this bravado account acknowledges that Sennacherib's siege of Jerusalem was unsuccessful. He never got inside the city walls, thus confirming that biblical account described in detail in Second Chronicles 32, 9 through 22, which says that after several days of siege, a plague struck Sennacherib's forces and he was forced to retreat. So there is more on that, though. <clears throat> Hezekiah's tunnel, excuse me, guys. Hezekiah's tunnel is mentioned in Kings 2020, describing an underground culvert designed to transport water inside the Jerusalem city walls that was constructed during the reign of King Hezekiah. Um, this culvert, now known as Hezekiah's tunnel, it was discovered in 1838 by two boys. Well, actually, in 1880, two boys exploring the tunnel found an actual inscription on the ceiling describing the construction process where workers cut through rock from both ends until they met. The Pool of Siloam, the Pool of Siloam mentioned in both the Old and New Testament, collected water as it emptied from the southern end of Hezekiah's tunnel. It was discovered in 04 as part of a sewer excavation in Jerusalem. Uh, destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. Um, archaeologists uncovered evidence of tremendous destruction in Jerusalem, uh, including ash and debris piled high, blocks of stone were torn and broken, and arrowheads of um, of a type specifically used by the Neo-Babylonians -Babylon of that time. 
Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls dated uh, around 3rd to 1st century they, BCE to CE have been found to contain portions of all the books of the Old Testament except for the book of Esther. Uh, these manuscripts constitute by far the oldest copies of the Old Testament text. So that is, um, that's one part. Let me go ahead and go to another list that I have here. And this was from bravemag.com. I've always had this list. I've just never really talked about it with anyone. Um, the campaign into Israel by Pharaoh Shishak is in first Kings 14, 25 through 26. It's recorded on the walls of the temple of Amun in Thebes, Egypt. The revolt of Moab against Israel is in 2 Kings 1 and uh, 3, chapter 3 as well. It's recorded on the on the Misha inscription. Uh, the fall of Samaria, that's in 2 Kings 7, chapters uh, 17 and 18. To Sargon II, king of Assyria, it's recorded on his palace walls. The defeat of Ashdod by Sargon II, it's in uh, Isaiah 20. It's recorded on his palace walls, Isaiah 20 and 1. The campaign of the Assyrian king uh, Sennacherib against Judah. Uh, of course, we see that in 2 Kings 18, as mentioned before, but it's also recorded on the Taylor prism. Uh, the siege of Lehish um, by Sennacherib in 2 Kings 18 is recorded on the lake or the Lehish reliefs. You can see that um, in the British Museum if they still have it there. <clears throat> the assassination of Sennacherib by his own sons. That is in 2 Kings 19 and is also recorded in the annals of his son, um, Esarhaddon. The fall of Nineveh is uh, as predicted by the prophets Nahum and Zephaniah is in 2 Kings um, chapter 2, 13 through 15. It's recorded on the tablet of Nab... <laughs> I'm going to say this so wrong, y'all. Uh, Nabopolassar or Nabopolassar. <laughs> Okay, figure that one out. The fall of Jerusalem to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, is in 2 Kings 24, 10 through 14. It's recorded in the Babylonian Chronicles. Uh, the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah in Babylon, that's in 2 Kings 24. It's recorded on the Babylonian uh, ration records. The fall of Babylon to the Medes. Okay, and so... Let me go back. Um, let me go ahead and backtrack. Let me recall this one. So the fall of Babylon. Well, actually, I'm going to start at the captivity of, Jeho of Jehoiakim, um, king of Judah in Babylon. That's found in 2 Kings 24, 15 through 16. It's recorded on the Babylonian ration records. The fall of Babylon to the Medes and Persians. That's in Daniel 5, 30 through 31. It's recorded on the Cyrus Cylinder. The freeing of captives in Babylon by Cyrus the Great is in Ezra chapters 1 and 6 uh, is recorded on the Cyrus cylinder so I just think it's pretty doggone awesome how we can sit and see how we can just look up research these things and see how the Bible is seen all through history you know it, like natural history archaeological finds you know that the same events that are recorded in other places um, whether in other writings or um, specific items that have been found showing different names, you know, talking of David and of Israel. Um, you know, these are these I mean, these are amazing things that that confirm our faith. And I, I think about Hebrews 11, 1, um, and we're going to get on the New Testament next week. Um, and, and again, thanks for riding, you know, this wave, this wisdom and red wave. I appreciate you guys joining me. Um, hopefully you guys are going to share this next week where um, I, I definitely want us to look at some of the New Testament finds. Um, <clears throat> so that's going to be pretty cool too. 
And, uh, you know, hopefully you're encouraged because Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He says it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But what's so interesting is that even though we may not like a lot of a lot of us think that faith is so blind, but here, even though we, we may not say, okay, I could sit here and just touch Jesus with my hands. Like the, I could put my finger, my hands, my fingers in the holes in his hands and in his, and in his side, but look at everything, all the things that have still been left to us to ha- to even know. I mean, we should be able to believe without having that historical evidence, but by golly, doesn't it still help? Doesn't it encourage us? Doesn't it let us know that, that, you know, he's not some flying spaghetti monster that the Bible actually discusses real things in a very realistic fashion that these, um, that these sieges took place, that these places were real. You know, I look at, you know, um, so many times people just try to discredit the Bible and then they want to ignore things that are just plain in front and center in front of all of our faces. Um, use these things to, to strengthen your faith use these things dig deep ask the hard questions and something that i would recommend everyone watch um i'm i can't exactly remember the name of it but it's on netflix and it's about uh, evidence for an exodus i think is the name evidence for an exodus is something like that but it's actually show because you know a lot of people say there's absolutely no evidence for the jews you know you know leaving you know having an exodus there's just no there's just no proof of it well, what people are finding is that that's not true at all. And what a lot of us as believers have already known is that the dating methods have been off. And a reason why we as believers know that the way that they're doing, because there are so many different ways that people date things, carbon dating, uh, just different types of methods of dating. But a lot of that is actually based on an evolutionary scale. So people want to say things are millions of years old because they want it to align up with the fact that they're trying to make a case for us, you know, growing from being a little fish to a, to a, you know, to a monkey, to a human. And so they're trying to create room for that lie to take place. So I'm just saying, look, research things that actually prove um, and confirm your faith. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, we don't have a blind faith. God has made himself evidence just in his nature and we know that he exists. So check that movie out on there, that documentary out on um, uh, Netflix. If you have it, it's something called evidence of an exodus or whatever, but they show how the time periods actually are false. (laughs) So you'll finally get to see that. You'll see why certain things don't add up. And again, this is Wisdom in Red. Y'all be blessed. See you next week.